Hello, welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, as always, Hemahemuli Jr. And by my side, we've got the infamous Sean Walker. Have Have I lost the title? Oh, I don't know. Have I Have I lost we it? it what every did, week. What did I do? What did I do to anger Hemahemuli Jr. that I'm no longer the Internet Jesus? The Internet Jesus. He didn't die for our sins. Wow. <laughs> it's you a good thing for the internet sins. Sorry. The it's a good sins. It's a good thing Sorry. we're on church property. Otherwise, oh, I no. would fear being struck by lightning right now. And then chiming in with the sacrilegious banter, our local lovable Canuck, Zachary Hicken. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, okay. So we closed uh, probably the last riveting week of sports <laughs> uh no that's not true but the finals just got over this week and we were kind of scraping for things to cover but today. on the bright side sports are now over for 2018 <laughs> right sports are done we're done we made it we've got a we've got a baseball guy here oh oh and aren't you guys like technically Sorry. like soccer guys that's yeah. true. I mean, there's kind but. of like a big tournament coming up that I know that like <laughs> nobody really gives a crap about because <laughs> the U.S. isn't in it. But yeah. all, I mean, all I know is that the MLS is on an international break right now. I don't know why, <laughs> but a, MLS is on an international break for some reason. For all the talented Brazilians we have, I think it has league. to do with like the women's national teams getting ready for World Cup qualifying. Yeah. I think they're respecting that. Sure. Which is a smart move. Because yeah, 2019 France, the only World Cup we need. Their league's better ugh, than our U.S. men's team, for sure. So much better. Not a hot take. That's just the truth, man. Hey, um, hey, we got to give. We should give an achievement to the U.S. U23s, though. Masquerading as a senior team, 1-1 one, one draw <laughs> at France. Yeah. I they mean, scored cool. a goal in France, which we never did. Yeah, ever. that was cool. Julian Green. Julian Green. Unlocking that achievement. Uh yeah, I mean it was exciting when the when he scored, and then it was just like oh I forgot we're in France playing France, like playing a World Cup tuna. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations guys, let's let's achievement just... unlocked. Well, so right. yeah, I have a that's what you're a saying. Thanks guys. Uh, that's a wrap on soccer in the U.S. Most of the sports that most Americans care about pretty much wrapped up last week. NHL yeah. finished up what. Thursday and uh, yeah, Capitals won on Thursday and Friday. Uh, the lame part of the NBA twelve-year calendar ended, and uh, now the most exciting part begins. It's the NBA offseason where it seems like more goes down in the NBA offseason <laughs> than goes on during the regular season. I mean, we saw what happened in this last week with uh, Brian Colangelo, <laughs> like possibly the biggest NBA story of the year. Uh, Hilarious, the day the by finals, the way. And then he resigns. Yeah. He resigned on Thursday, which is just wild. Or maybe it was Wednesday. But never he actually resigned. admitted fault. But. It was, it was tied to his wife. Allegedly. No. It, it was tied to his wife. Well, Allegedly. But did you buy that? No way. I I don't know if, if I do. If, if he's I'm, feeding yeah, her I mean, uh, information, I think that we got to do that. I mean, so uh, I say I think we say happy trails to Brian Colangelo and we crack yeah. him a cold one and let's uh, crack a cold one. Pour one out in honor of Brian Colangelo, former <laughs> Philadelphia 76er executive. <laughs> Trust the process. 
Uh. By the way, I just wanted to mention that I brought the cold ones this, this week. How do you, what do you guys think? They're uh, Lily Koi passion fruit juice. Dude, Not a amazing. sponsor, but we're listening. Not a sponsor. We can listen, though. They're freaking delicious. We're looking for our first sponsor, so. Yeah, Lily yeah. Koi. Hit if, us you, up. if you want a Hawaiian sun. Hit us up on your burner Twitter accounts <laughs> and sponsor our show. Hit, hit up our burner accounts at Rod Zundell. And at JJ Sportsbeat. <laughs> Let um, us know. So, like Zach said, at yeah. Impet3. <laughs> Oh, McKay. Um, Add Impet3 is my burner account, guys. So, yeah. Best me, part of. Send me all your dating advice there. I'm super, I'm super excited for the offseason because of all the speculation that we do and everything that could possibly. Ha- the possibilities are endless, right? Um, well, here's the thing is so there was always. I felt like there was always this hype building up with the, uh, like the NBA trade, trade deadline the NBA draft, um, free agency and everything. And I feel like finally, probably in the last three years, I mean, I think obviously it changed with LeBron, but I think uh, KD going to Golden State completely flipped the NBA upside down. And now, like, anything is possible, like Kevin Garnett said. Uh, Like, yeah, I mean, we saw, you know, Gordon Hayward have botch his free agency and commit to the Celtics and then not – Go and then say he hadn't committed, and then still not over. And a five thousand word garbage letter, <laughs> uh, article column in blog a matter post. of like two hours. Yeah, calling post. you out, Players Tribune blog post. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I just think it's so interesting. I mean, we saw we saw so much movement last year, even you know, starting with Boogie Cousins at the trade mm-hmm. deadline, um, creating you know what was expected to be a super team pairing up with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Um, and then, you know, Boston gets two superstars in Gordon Hayward and uh, Kyrie Irving. And then, and then we just don't know what's possible for the Jazz this offseason. There's, I mean, honestly, like any anything could happen besides LeBron coming to Utah. Mm-hmm. I honestly think like anything is possible. Oh, that's true. I, you don't I, think- feel, like, I feel like on that note, um, I got I to gotta let you guys know. We got a little breaking news. We got a little breaking news, guys. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. LeBron James is signing as a free agent with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, yes. The king is coming to, to Zion. Guys. As first reported... By Hemahe Mooley and his awesome Photoshop job. Go follow it at KSL Sports if you haven't seen it by now. <laughs> um, also on Instagram. Um, LeBron yeah, LeBron James are coming to the Jazz, guys. How do you feel? I saw I saw a lot of those Photoshops. A lot of them were great, by the way. And it's so much fun. But there's no way in hell LeBron's coming to you. No, absolutely not. I mean... Yeah, there's not. The next stage of his career, uh, I listen to the ringer a lot i listen to their podcasts i'm a big fan of what they do there are other um, podcasts besides this one there are other podcasts besides this one we are i don't we believe didn't, we i didn't don't originate the podcast i don't John. believe you i don't uh, believe you at all the ringer has been on it for a year that lebron's going to la i still think he's gonna go to la 
Um, there's some noise about him possibly going to Houston. If he goes to Houston, that's even more lame than Katie going to the, uh, Golden State. As as a Ringer podcast fan, you should like this one. I think LeBron's going to go to Chicago State. The Titus and Tate coached. Yes, Chicago State. Yes, Cougars. No, I think what is here. Here's the thing. I think there are two very likely free agent destinations for LeBron James, uh, or some sort of movement. Um, maybe. Well, let's make it three. Boston, Houston, and L.A. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think about. I think L.A. I have heard Houston, Boston. Does it, I, doesn't Houston still need to get clear up enough cap space to be able to uh, attract so someone lose, like LeBron? Though. Yeah. Um. They lose. Uh, Ryan Anderson and uh, uh, their center this year. Capella? Capella. Clint Capella is a free agent. Utah oh. Jazz Killer? Killa. Utah Jazz Killer, Clint he was Capella. Great. <clears throat> um even if okay, let's so like even if they do clear up cap space, like how is that gonna work? LeBron and the point? Like Harden. Well, here's at the, the thing two? is it's such it would be such a LeBron move to go with a freaking aging point guard uh-huh. who is probably past his prime and can't stay on the court for he has to be managed because he gets injured pretty easily. Yeah. Um, AKA playing with George Hill this last year <laughs> and, uh, you know, the teams he put together in Miami when he won championships. That's he, true. He was surrounded by aging vets. Um, I think that, I mean, Boston, LA, those have got to be the two most attractive free agency uh, locations for where he's going to be. Um, I think with Boston to clear the cap space, they have to do a sign and trade. So maybe goodbye, Gordon Hayward. He's going to get sent to Cleveland, which makes sense. That would be pretty funny. That'd be hilarious. Um, but I mean, Kyrie and LeBron teaming up again with uh, <laughs> ah man, the with three t- J- the Tatum, Jalen Brown and Jason Ugh. Tatum and Al Horford. Oh yeah, they have legit five all stars. That would be pretty crazy. That actually. would be a great team. Um, or he could go to L.A. and play with our boy. Uh, Lorenzo Ball or and uh, <laughs> or Lonzo, Kuzma? sorry, Lonzo and Kuzma. I thought you're making uh, a you're making a Sunday joke. Like, anyways, um, yeah, Lonzo uh, Kuzma, who I think is awesome. You know, wherever wherever he plays in the future, I wish he was in Utah. Would be really good. He's one Laker, which was a Jazz man. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about. Um, I mean, we kind of strayed away from what we were originally going to talk about here, but. Who is most likely going to end up in Utah on free agency? Um, they <sighs> basically. What are we looking for? We're looking for. They need a stretch four. Right. The Jazz need a stretch four. Um, so that makes me think, you know, probably going to part ways with Derek Favors. Uh, he he did great in the playoffs, and I love that guy. But he might be the piece that we need to leave, especially if we got a healthy Rudy Gobert back and we need that stretch four. Well, here's the thing is I think at this point in Derek's career, he's said that he's not going to take a hometown discount. Um, he could go to a team like, you know, like Brooklyn, Charlotte, somewhere on the east and be a star and go make an all-star team sure. as their primary guy at the five. Uh, he's never going to be the primary did, guy at the five with Rudy Gobert here. Mm-hmm. Did you um, really just say Brooklyn? Yeah. 
Atlanta, maybe? Am I, am I the only one who finds this a little bit ironic? I guess Jaleel Okafor. Well, yeah, and I guess that's where he came from. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just... I, I'm not saying you're wrong, by yeah. the way. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Yeah. I just... It's a little ironic. Yeah. It's a little ironic how badly... How badly then New Jersey wanted to get rid of favors, right. and now if they really are in the conversation like that, I, I think that I just think well, that's they're trying to build ironic. a team that could win a championship right away. Sure, and they just sure. got they got completely burned. Sure, um, but I mean, some somewhere like Atlanta, where he's from, um, maybe Charlotte. I don't know Brooklyn, somewhere where he can be the guy, because uh, he's an offensive threat. He can stretch mm-hmm. the floor a bit. Um, he has a good mid range jumper. He just he's not going to be a guy that's going to stretch the floor out to the three point line. Um, Which is where the game's headed. So yeah. So if he's going to be your primary option the four, Jay Crowder was the guy getting the minutes down the stretch mm-hmm. in every close game that the Jazz played, um, where Rudy was available and Jay was available. Um, so you have Tabo coming back. I think he has a team option. Um, Jonas Jerebko has a team option, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's one more guy I think that has a team option. So the other other Aussie. The other other Aussie is. Uh, Which one's the other other? Starts with Dante. Oh Dante, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Ends with Exum. Well, yeah, I think that they got to bring Dante back. Sorry, I thought. Technically not a team option though. He's. I think. He, I believe he's the third. He's at the end of his rookie deal. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's going to be an interesting off season for the Jazz. I think that they could maybe move a guy like Alec Burks. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but as far as free agency, I th- I could see them kind of parting ways with Derek Favors and maybe going after a guy like Paul George. Ooh. Um, and we saw Donovan Mitchell That's this true. week. We heard whispers. Uh, he posted National Best Friends Day, picture of him hugging Paul George, and there's been a lot of conversation about Paul George being a guy that Utah could target uh, maybe for a couple of years before he goes and finishes up his career in L.A. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I would just like to intersperse right there. Uh, Donovan actually talked with a certain ESPN insider. Uh, like on, the ESPN insider, yeah, correct? the <laughs> ESPN insider. <laughs> the else? Internet's insider, if you will. Uh, on the Woj Pod this week, actually, about attracting a guy, say, like a Paul George, to a place like Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's listen to that real quick before we dive any deeper. You talk about that team you have in Utah and this core you have going forward. They could do some things with this roster to create enough salary cap space to go get a big player. If you were a big free agent right now, wouldn't you look at the possibility of teaming up with you and Rudy Gobert and saying... Let's take that big three and go play anybody. Can, can you recruit? Do you, do you think your job now over the next couple of years is to start? Can we make the Jazz, can we make Salt Lake a destination place? I think so. Um, I definitely think so. Um, I was the lead recruiter at Louisville. Um, so um, I think I, I think I got, I think I signed, with, what was it, four or five guys before I left. So I think I, I think I can, I can recruit some guys. Um, Coach P and, and Coach Kenny Johnson taught me some things, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I think you know why why not play with us? You know, like you look at what we've done, you look at how we moved the ball. You know, guys, we we play with guys that don't care who who scores the most, who rebounds the most, who has the most this, who's most that. We play with guys that genuinely want to win, and I think if you're a free agent that wants to actually win ball games, like and actually get to the finals and, and not just doing it for show, then 
where where you want to be. And if you want to get better and develop, and we have the perfect coaches for that because you look at Gordon Hayward, but for between rookie year and then him becoming an All Star, like it's night and day. You know, um, myself um, this season it's night and day. You look at the <laughs> the first ten games of the season, look at the last ten games. You I don't even recognize myself. You know, so you can only imagine what we'd be able to do if we, you know, had that one big piece, which would be great. You know, if not, then like I said, we we trust our abilities to do to do well, um, but it would be great to have that that one piece like you're talking about. I heard your buddy Paul George might be a free agent. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's due. He's due. Um, I think it's in July first. So um, I think that's the date. I'm definitely gonna have that conversation. So. <laughs> when you go back to Greenwich, you I know you you went back and did a basketball camp around your hometown. So that was uh, that was. Spider D, Donovan Mitchell, with Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN on his podcast. Go check it out if you haven't by now. I'm assuming, like, the whole free world has uh, at this point. But um, let's discuss that. What do you guys think? I mean, does does Donovan have a point? Are the Utah Jazz an attractive option for a, uh, shall we term, true priority free agent, I guess, this NBA offseason? Um, I think so. And I don't know if it's the Jazz goggles or – if it's actual fact, but I look at it this way, like I think I'm being pretty objective. The jazz completely turned this year around, which is not easy for people to do. Uh, The jazz made the playoffs as we all know. And the jazz beat the thunder who are a great team. Um, In fact, I think we could have beat Houston if we had uh, Ricky Rubio healthy. Um, but I think that is attractive to people that are looking to win, that are looking for teams with a future and the jazz have a bright future. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. We, we, I mean, we already know the story, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Rudy Gobert. We got some young guys off the bench that are pretty darn good. Like Royce, uh, Dante Exum, who was healthy now, which is awesome. Um, yeah, like I could see someone coming in, a star, just to plug him into the into the game, maybe have veteran presence to help us get to the next the next step, which is like Western Conference Finals. Um all that is really attractive. And then if we got cap space, even better. Paul George is looking for that cash, looking for a strong team that's not gonna fall apart in the playoffs. I think the Jazz are them. Um well, and he's he's going to fit into the system perfectly, too. I mean, he's possibly the best defensive guy on the perimeter in the league. Uh, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who's any better. Um, he is going to be he's, able to he's play. He's certainly the best free agent this yeah, summer. Yeah, in, in certainly defensive, yeah, yeah, defensively, he's the best free agent. He can stretch the floor. He's going to be playing next to a young superstar. Um, he has an elite rim defender. Um, elite rim protector mm-hmm. playing beside him. Um, I mean, I know he's kind of more of a natural three, but I feel like he could fit in it the four. Um, and what this kind of a too, kind of a stretch, stretch, stretch for yeah, if you will. Well, and what you could yeah. do too is um, just depending on what they do with Tabo. Um, you know, you could put Tabo or Royce at the three, uh, Paul George at the four, and then bring. Joe Ingles off the bench to kind of lead that that unit off the bench in scoring. Um, I mean, this is just you know, yeah, all speculation. But what it does is it gives the Jazz so much versatility. 
you can even put Jay Crowder in at the four and yeah. Paul George at the three. I don't know. I I think that this makes the Jazz a championship contender with that move. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know there were some meshing issues with uh, Paul George in um, in uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, and Westbrook. But it's just has to. It's it has to do with Westbrook, you know. Right. Um. So we'll just see what happens and. Uh, I, I'll keep my fingers crossed that it's Paul George because I think that he's by far the best option. He's got to be target number one. They have got to get him in his house, lock him, get the doors locked, and uh, keep him <laughs> in there until they can get a piece of paper signed that he's yeah. committed to the Jazz. You know, just so, just Facetime him, mate. Yeah, <laughs> just Facetime him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and yeah, priority number two. I think. Uh, well, I I don't know if this is number two, but try and find a way to bring back Dante Exum. Um, because I don't think he's reached even near his ceiling. Where he's supposed to be, yeah. at least. Yeah, I I know that he's been a disappointment so far, but he's missed pretty much two full seasons with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, only played 16 games last season, and you just see so many flashes of like, hey, this is why this guy was a top five pick, right? Um, Oof, that dunk. Well, and he Ugh. he's got such a quick first step. I just I don't want to give up on Dante yet. Um, yeah. You know, I just don't want another disappointment that they drafted a point guard. Trey Burke broke my heart. Yeah. Um, Alec Burks, you know, he's a good ISO guy, but hasn't exactly been what you expect out of a guy at that. Yeah. A lottery guy. And um, I want Dante to be great. I want him to be great. Yeah. Um, So, like, Paul George is probably the best case scenario in the real world. Um, do you guys have any other Again, LeBron James probably not coming to Utah. <laughs> probably not. Sorry, guys. Most likely not. Sorry. But, uh... Sorry, Rod. You're saying there's a chance. But no. there's always a chance. <laughs> we will cling to that chance forever. Okay, so we already know that we need to get a good signing. Um, we got the draft coming up. Um, did you guys get a chance to check out the, uh, mounds and mounds of talent that have been rolling through? Well, I, I cut all the VO and sauce for the guys <laughs> that came through this last week, so yeah, I had a knows. chance to see. Um, I'm more concerned. I know that we're looking at the guys that are probably going to draft around 21, but honestly I'm kind of looking more at what's at 14 at Denver's spot because I know that Denver is always <laughs> ready and willing to yes. trade for an asset with Utah. So, uh, no, joking aside, um, I know this is going to make a lot of people angry. Okay. I think the most intriguing guy – He's not my favorite guy. The most likely guy that they might get, Grayson Allen. Oh, I love – I'm, I'm not so glad lie. you went there. I know. I'm so oh, glad I'm you so glad. I'm so glad you uh, went there. He's not who I want. I, for, for the record, I want Eli Okobo. I really like this Okobo kid. Yeah. Um, he's a scorer. He, he – I, I, we'll get into that. Right, let's get talk Grayson Allen first. Okay. Though. I love Grayson Allen. I mean, not, not his personality, but I just like his aggressiveness. He's talented. Um, he can shoot, he can distribute, he can go to the rim. Like I, I, I want a young guy that can actually get aggressive at the rim. Well, and the thing is too, is I think that he's kind of under appreciated because, um, one, he's white and two, <laughs> his age. That's true. Uh, I mean, he went to, he was at Duke for four years. Yeah. Um, he had opportunities to leave after his sophomore year, after his junior year, 
Uh, they kind of dipped a little bit because of uh, his Some, uh, interesting plays that he had. Right. Um. I let's let's flat out say it. he's he played he's dirty, dirty his junior year. Yeah, he's dirty. Um. He's a competitor. He gets after it, and sometimes he lets it get the best of him. Um. That happened a couple times, but yeah, with uh, with Grayson Allen, I actually kind of like that pick. Yeah. Um. He's not my favorite guy there. But I definitely wouldn't be upset, and I think that he's a good asset that the Jazz could have. And if they aren't, if they feel like he's not ready to play at the NBA level, mm-hmm. s- ha- sign him on a two-way contract and have him play with the stars. You know, sure. have him come back and forth. He does. And to be fair, he hasn't had any incidents in the past year. Had so, zero his senior year. Yeah. So he's. I think he's maturing. I think he's uh, learning how to deal with that side of his game. But I, I feel like that. Um, you know, with him and like Crowder, can you imagine? We will have like the Bash brothers on our team. Like, can we get PJ Tucker while we're at it? <laughs> oh, make this happen! Be amazing, make this happen. We're just like, I, I feel like I feel like I got to stand up a little bit for Grayson Allen as the college basketball guy on this podcast okay. too, because I would love this pick. First of all, I would love if Grayson Allen still on the board at twenty-one. I'm not entirely certain he will be, mm-hmm. um, but I think he'd fit in really well in a Quinn Snyder system. I feel like he'd he'd fit kind of. Quinn Snyder's another Duke guy too. Yeah, another Duke guy. Yeah, got that connection going on. Obviously, Um, I feel like he'd fit in really well in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Um, And no, that's not an ethnicity joke. (laughs) That's not an ethnicity (laughs) joke. Entirely. Uh, he just he kind of has that sort of like non-big city type vibe. Sure. I mean, he spent four years in Durham of all places. Yeah, Yeah. I mean Durham. Have you ever been to Durham, North Carolina? No. Okay, don't. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But but on top of that, so Grayson Allen has his reputation from his college days as a dirty player, which stems from realistically about like four or five incidents, mostly in the latter part of his sophomore and his, into his junior year. Right. Um, the reason why he had that, he garnered that reputation was all retaliation. He never went out of his way to, to be a dirty player, to trip other players, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Guys were guarding him super dirty. He was, and you can ask just about any college basketball junkie uh, over the last four years, he was one of the most athletic defenders at Duke mm-hmm. ever. He was always... Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, he, he was always... really well at the combine. Yeah, 40 and a half inch vertical at the Which NBA combine. because he's white. Yeah, 40 and a half inch vertical. Uh, the best vertical this year, by the way, 42 inches by Dante DiVincenzo. Um, also yeah. white. Another white guy. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Exactly. We'll racist white guy. Yeah. Very. Yeah. We're all, we're all racist here. Everybody's a little bit racist. Let, wait. Hold on. Let me delete all my past tweets real quick while you guys are talking. Emma, you're good, dude. <laughs> um. But but yeah. So I mean, so he's supremely athletic. He's an incredibly good defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he's a Duke guy. He's a small market type guy. Mm-hmm. I I think he is the prototypical. Utah Jazz draft pick you know what? in so many ways. Also a great fit. His dad is a very prominent conservative coming to a conservative state. You mean Ted Cruz? Yeah. <laughs> no, that is I knew his that dad, was, right? I thought we were going to get through this without a Ted Cruz. Sorry, show. I have to make it because every time I freaking see him. <laughs> no, I, Sean, I think you might have me sold. I think so, too. Uh, I still like Eli Okobo, though. I really like great. what he brings in a second unit. Um... You're going to have to say goodbye to Howell Neto, I think, if you bring him in. Which um, I am fine with. That's not How Howell take. actually had a pretty good playoff run, yeah. though, I felt like. He fits, a ni- he fits a nice niche on the bench. Um, but Just if you've don't got get a- rid of David Stockton. That's all I ask. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's totally fair. 
he needs he needs a couple years to develop and by develop i mean put on like 20 pounds because he looks like he's gonna get tossed around yeah no i serious so the one well the one downside about eli okobo is you know his position as a point guard and they want to see him as a distributing guard he's kind of more of a natural scorer Mm -hmm. um so maybe he could be that two that comes off kind of play a combo and play with both ricky and donovan yeah um so i don't know it's interesting um he shoots but, the lights out, man. At least from the Euro tape that I have scored seen. forty-four points in a game. Crazy at, at the at the professional level, which yeah. is just insane. Um, professional, I mean, we should air quotes. Air quotes. That. <laughs> yeah, that's at true. the professional. Level. <clears throat> that's air the quotes. thing about Europe is we just never really you know, don't know like what is going on in these leagues. Like uh, something funny I found out. So you know how like the Ball brothers went to Europe? They were right. playing in Latvia or wherever. Yep. Um, they were were actually so they had like the ball. Uh, Big Baller Brand Challenge. <laughs> what happened with this challenge is LeVar Ball was bringing in teams of, like, high school AAU kids from, like, basically like the, the uh-huh. equivalent of, like, an AAU team from, like, different countries to come in and compete in this and say that they were, like, professional teams. Uh-huh. And his kids were dropping, like, 60 points a game <laughs> on these teams to make them look legit because oh they're gosh. broadcast all over Facebook, right. on YouTube and everything. And it turns out they were playing against like fourteen and fifteen year olds. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Which I guess with uh, Leangelo, Lamelo, Lamelo. Sorry, with Lamelo, that's the same. Sure. Kind of his same age, but with uh, Leangelo, do I got that right? Leangelo's the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Leangelo's like a full grown man. He's like twenty, and he's a uh, right, right. He's built like a freaking linebacker. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, this whole. Uh, I'm excited for the draft. We're, Me too. I guess, 10 days away now. With uh, It's now Monday, so 10 days yeah, away. Yeah, we're getting close. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. We'll see what happens. Like we like we talked about earlier, we'll just quickly, you know, Dante DiVincenzo came through. Um, what are some other big names? Uh, who did he – who is his point card? Uh, Jalen Brunson? Jalen yeah, Brunson. Two-time yeah. national player of the year. Jalen Brunson. Both these here. guys probably off the board by 21, right? Oh, yeah. Poss- yeah, possibly. Possibly. Most likely. Um, yeah. So lo- lots of lots of great talent came through. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Um, That's good. It's good. Uh, let's see what else happened this week. Well, we got going on right now. I kind of taking a turn from big pivot from sports mm-hmm. to uh, our next favorite topic: video games. E three is going on right now. Next favorite. That's right. This is first favorite. Come on now, son. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Come on. We're not on so, your level. Get it right. Get it right. He's going on right now. Let's see. Who's gone already? Uh, Microsoft went today. Yesterday Bethesda. was Electronic Arts. Uh, Bethesda today. went today. Tomorrow, Sony and uh, Square Enix are going. Squaresoft. Uh, yes. And uh, Tuesday, uh, what I'm most looking forward to is uh, Nintendo. Yes, sir. So it's pretty interesting right now um hot titles dropping for nintendo yeah i'm a pretty big gamer um i have both a ps4 and a nintendo switch um so i'm really intrigued at what's going to be coming out this year uh we have we got a confirmation for uh kingdom hearts 3 coming out january 2019 just after the holiday season um we have uh uh fallout 76 the fifth game in the fallout series was kind of announced today um and it looks like it's going to be they've packed a lot into this game bethesda has 
Uh, we got a Halo announcement. Not big too maps. much detail about it. Yeah, big map. The map for Fallout 76 is four times the size of the map in Fallout 4. Oh, big maps. Which Fallout 4 was massive. <laughs> um, I was saying this before <laughs> That's we... That's an achievement. That is an achievement. <laughs> I was saying this before we went on the air. I couldn't finish Fallout 4 because the map was too big. <laughs> um, I had a hard time with it. Uh, but... Do you yeah, think I'm that's excited. the thing now? Like, they're just going to start making. Absolutely. You saw huge what they did maps. with Zelda. Yeah. The new Zelda, Breath of the Wild, was absolutely massive. Yeah. It was huge. It takes like an hour to get across from one half of the map to the other if you're just running. Right. Um, but it's a fun game. Well, and I, I really think the the trend toward these really big maps and like lots going on and, and creative graphics and like. Um, maybe has something to do with a certain game that if you believe several very prominent internet leaks Fortnite could be coming to the Nintendo Switch I think that's probably the biggest biggest thing that Nintendo can announce right now just because of the popularity of Fortnite Um, I would be stoked for it I Pretty much dug my... So I had stopped playing my PS4 for a while. I was playing my Switch until I got Fortnite on my PS4. Mm -hmm. And now I've pretty much been exclusively playing my PS4. I think the only other game I've played in 2018 on my PS4 was the remake of uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, That's pretty much the only other game I've played on my PS4 in the 2018... In 2018 so far. I'm kind of looking forward a little bit more to uh, the games that Sony's going to be announcing tomorrow or giving an update on. Um, so we have Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy. Yep. which I think man, they announced that three years ago and we haven't gotten an update since 2016. <laughs> I'm hoping that they announce it by holiday 2018, that it's coming out. Probably not, though. Probably won't come out until 2022. Um, I'm also looking forward to Death Stranding, Days Gone, and uh, Last of Us 2. Um, Last of Us 2, they released a, uh, a trailer for last July. Ooh. Um, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it's, so it's, uh, they're, it's like five years in the future. Okay. And, uh, I forget the name of the girl, the main character, but she's like grown up now. And okay. you pl- you're playing as her. Okay. Um, and then Death Stranding, I think, is possibly the most intriguing game because it's a follow-up, um, it, it's a, uh. It's a follow-up to the Silent Hill game oh. that um, uh, Hideki Kojima, I think, I can't remember his name, who the designer of the game is, um, his Silent Hill game that got canceled a few years ago. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to out of Sony. Um, but Nintendo, I think Sean's going to be a little more yeah, let's hear Sean's. ready to talk a little bit more about Nintendo. Uh, we have Super Nothing. Smash Bros. dropping, um, a new Pokemon coming yes, which is my jam uh, by th- the way that pokemon's coming out november 19th yeah pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee which both so versions there are you so, so far out of so it so are you a pikachu, pikachu or an eevee guy pikachu pikachu oh. like what are we talking like just well, just because those are the two versions oh i mean like eevee because you get you got choices man but Eevee, Eevee is like the long play. I yeah. feel like the Eevee is always like the long play. Like nobody wants to pick Eevee just because like right away, but then down the road that sure. could be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so, it's always no, hard to ask. pick which one you want to evolve Eevee that's into. That's true. 
Um, but yeah, that's why you just use a cheat code and uh, dupe your and just uh, dupe dupe your uh, EVs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've seen anything like that since the red blue <laughs> days. But fighting yeah, the glitch. This game's like Take pretty. Uh, I'm really intrigued by this game because they're going to integrate Pokemon Go into it, and then it's mm-hmm. like the original Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow like map. It's in the Kanto region, and yes. like. Um, it looks pretty freaking sick. I don't know how they're going to do the whole battle experience point thing, gym, elite four. Is it going to be turn-based? I don't know if it's going to be turn-based. I've seen – there was some combat that was shown. We're going to find out more Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Tuesday. Ru- the rumor is it's going to be like part live action, part turn-based, so probably kind of similar to, to Pokemon Go okay. in that regard. But, uh, yeah, Tuesday should be a really big day. Well, uh, and, yeah, we have Super Smash Brothers, which I think might be the biggest game – it's going to be announced at E3. It's certainly the biggest in the esports genre. Oh, well, absolutely. Unless, oh, that's true. Unless Fortnite really does come out on the Switch, I guess. Um, so I, yeah, feel it's like, probably I feel like Nintendo's kind of holding all the cards then. And, like, them having this last day, like, they're going to kind of get, like, the final word in for what's mm-hmm. good with uh, what's going on in 2018 in video games. They completely turned the video game industry upside down in 2017 with the oh, Switch, yeah. which was completely unexpected with how bad the Wii U was. Yes. But Nintendo was they dead. were dying. Yeah, they were dying, yeah. if not already dead. And the Switch, they had a great launch period with the Switch with Mario Kart, um, Mario Galaxy, or sorry, Mario Odyssey. <sighs> Played um, a lot of Rocket League. Yeah, Zelda, Rocket League. Yeah. Like a lot of good games. And they're just going to continue on with that with a great 2018. I mean, they already came out with a Donkey Kong game this year. Um, they had a port for Zelda Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, yep. Um, and then I just bought that. We should review it sometime. I have played it for the Wii U. We'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, yeah, I mean, Smash Brothers is going to be the biggest game. If Fortnite is announced for the Switch, that's huge. I, this Pokemon game is going to be huge. Like, it's already, it's, it's sold out on Amazon twice. The pre-orders wow. have sold out on Amazon mm-hmm. twice, which is pretty wild. Um, and then there's a Metroid right. Prime 4, which is going to be coming out, which we don't know a lot about other than they are in development for yeah. it. We I might got get a, a trailer. I got a, I got a good feeling we're going to see quite a bit of Metroid Prime 4 uh, at this E3 event because it's a very uh, E3-able type game mm-hmm. with more than just, hey, this is happening, but actual like trailers, gameplay, maybe some floor demos, that kind of thing. I feel like Metroid Prime 4 could actually be a really big hook. Uh, for this year, it's just the one that like no one's anticipating right now because no one's talked about it beforehand. Yeah, right. Well, nobody's anticipating it because they're think they're too busy thinking about Fortnite. If yeah. Fortnite doesn't actually happen, I think Metro Prime well, Four maybe kind of moves. Here's the thing: I think Fortnite has to happen on the Switch because it's happened on every other platform so far. Um, it's on iOS. You can play it on your iPhone. You can play it on kind your Android. Of. Sort of. Yeah, true. I mean, it's, it's terrible. The, game, the gameplay is terrible. <laughs> it's a toned out But version. you can at least play it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, no offense to Katie Nolan, who plays it on iOS, but it's <laughs> – love you, Katie. Mean it. Uh, but uh, it's – yeah, it's not that, – that's not how you play Fortnite. And I'm not even no, a right. Fortnite fan, but that's no. – yeah, that's no. not how you play. Absolutely not. No. Still love you, mean it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> uh, so E3, we're all excited for Tuesday, and uh, I think um, last topic we wanted to get to, uh, since we kind of talk movies every week, mm-hmm. uh, I you guys haven't had a chance to see, see Solo yet? No. Um, I saw it on Thursday. Uh, I was actually really surprised at how many people are kind of like down on it, and 
Like it was. There's uh, not like a lot of excitement. It hasn't like sold very well. It hasn't performed well in the box office. Yeah. Um. Well, I, everyone was super critical after like the third trailer that came out. Yeah. And like the I remember the first two. Was it the first two? We were stoked because there was like no real dialogue or whatever. It was just images and the music yeah. and the characters. Me and McKay freaking went nuts over those. Yeah. And then the trailer drops with solo talking, and I think that turned everyone off. Yeah. But you're saying it's not as bad as it. No, as I. Are so I guys, wasn't. Let's let's just let's just call it what it is, okay? <laughs> It's kind of a fail right now, isn't it? In the box office, yes. When you go to it, you're going to change your mind, though. Huh. Um, I understand why people weren't excited about it because, you know, Han Solo is one of the three mm-hmm. defining characters in Star Wars that uh, has been only portrayed by one actor. Right. Um, so it's kind of a big deal that, you know, you're introduced to this new actor who's supposed to be this young Han Solo. But they did, like, kind of introduce his story really well, um, how he got to where he was, him finding Chewie, which was, like, I really liked that scene, um, him meeting Chewie for the first time, um, what kind of led to him becoming a smuggler, uh, hmm. and then getting the Millennium Falcon. Um, Are they supposed to make three movies out of this? Uh He's supposed to appear in three movies, so I think that he might be in the Boba Fett movie. Okay. And with the way that mo- the movie ends... There is a cameo at the end that... You're not going to tell us who it is. I'm not going to tell you who it is. It ties together all the canon Star Wars universe. Hmm. All of it? Yes. And it's going to build stuff. It's bringing... Is he dead? Is he dead? A lot of people think so. What? Oh, snap. bringing back a character that we thought died in the original, in the prequel trilogy. In the prequel In the trilogy. prequel trilogy, and he's rumored to be back for another two movies. Jar Jar Binks. Senator Jar Jar Binks. Senator Jar Jar, Senator Jar, Jar Binks. Get it right. <laughs> so all I'm going to say, um, not as good as Rogue One. Uh, it had a lot of really good elements in it. It had a heist element, had kind of a Western feel to it, mm-hmm. and it had a war feel to it, which that was, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Uh, I give it, it's better than the prequel trilogy. It's better than any of them. Um, I could literally burp right now and it'd be better than the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I give, I give it a solid B, B plus, okay. B to B plus. Um, let's round up. I'm a, I'm a good teacher. <laughs> Student comes to me at the B end plus. of the semester. I'm going to round it up to a B plus. It's a B plus. I like okay, it. It cool. was fun. Um, it's kind of kicks off the, uh, summer of movies that I'm looking forward to with, uh, Ocean's 8, uh, the new Incredibles, Jurassic Park, <sighs> Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man and the Wasp. The week after that, Christopher Robin um, in August. We're missing one more. Oh, dude, I have the whole list of movies. It's yeah. another Disney animated one. Um, they they're doing a new Jungle Book. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, they're doing a new Jungle Book. Hopefully it's called not. Mowgli. It, That's but unfortunate. It's like three. It's like Jungle Book, but three D, basically, or th- uh, whatever computer animated. So it's the it's just like the new Jungle Book. It's just a sequel to it. Yeah. Um, what we have, the new Lion King coming out next year. Here's what we have. Ocean's 8 came out Friday. Incredibles 2, June 15th. June 22nd, Jurassic Kingdom. June 29th, Sicario 2. Uh, Sicario quietly, like, one of the best movies of the last, like, five or six Sicario years. Sicario was good. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6th. Skyscraper. 
uh, scarring uh, no. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. I am so I'm excited gonna, for I'm that movie. I'm gonna watch that. Are you kidding? No. I'm so excited for Skyscraper. No. Anything uh, he's in. Mamma Mia Two, July twentieth. Mamma Mia the Two, the biggest movie of the summer, possibly. Uh, is that your jam? Okay, I'll Sean? give you that. I'll give you that one. MI Six, July twenty seventh, and then uh, Christopher Robin, August twelfth, August third. Uh, we're missing one though. I'm. I feel like we're missing one. Um, just in time to finish fall camp though. That's nine straight weeks with like big movies that are gonna be coming out. This is gonna be a good summer for movies, especially for those who hold movie pass. Zach Hicken and I are gonna be exercising our movie pass quite a bit. We need to get him on board with this. We do. But Wreck It Ralph too. Is that this year? That's I the think one it, I was thinking. I think about. it's that's probably Thanksgiving. Not until Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that's Thanksgiving. Still, I'm stoked for it. I just saw the trailer. Hema, Hema has to get stoked for movies that are like six or seven months out. So that but he then can I then, don't see them. So that he can then wait six or seven months to see <laughs> so it. So watch it. <laughs> I'm a busy man, guys. I have uh, offspring. Dude, he you has, can take two hours out of your day to go see He has see children. He does have children. Just tell it's your true. wife that you're working late. He is, Turn off Find My iPhone. <laughs> he is currently the and only just, member of this podcast. how are we going to pay for it? Currently. 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 No comment. <laughs> on the other end. <clears throat> but I will say, uh, thanks for covering me last week while I was in Vegas, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> ah, but nice. Well, uh, yeah, we've got lots to look forward to. Uh, NBA this week, it'll be great. We'll, have, we'll find stuff to talk about, even though there's no actual sports going on. There's going to be a story in the NBA bigger than the Brian Colangelo story in the next two or three weeks. But uh, Always is. Thank you for listening to Sports Beat After Hours. I am Hamahimuli Jr., Internet Jesus himself, Sean Walker. Peace. And Zachary Hicken. See you later, eh? Taysom fires it, complete, oh, dropped.